You are listening to Studio 41. Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India, India's first quiz trivia podcast. This is your host and quiz master Aditya Mattu. And to kick off the proceedings, some random medical trivia. So, did you know research using rabbits has led to 26 Nobel prizes for physiology and medicine? Talking about rabbits, did you know Bugs Bunny is not a rabbit but a hare? Going further, the man after whom Parkinson's disease is named was once arrested to assassinate George III with a poison dart. And also, did you know the man after whom Tourette's syndrome is named was once shot in the head by one of his patients? If such medically irrelevant but potentially dangerous trivia is your thing then you have come to the right place the right podcast quiz time in there let us get this episode underway the first matter of attention is the audience question and this was the audience question from the previous episode which featured shakti shetty in india in the 21st century uh, the first decade which is 2000 to 2010 there was a clear rise in the suicide of farmers so if you remember there were lot lots and lots of worrying statistics back like several especially in the vidarbha region in maharashtra and uh, that was the case in the first decade in the second decade somehow farmers were displaced in the list of suicide they were moved to second position who took the first position and that is the question for today's session and the correct answer was housewives yes indeed housewives and the correct answer was given by pooja vaman pooja thank you so much for participating in the quiz thank you so much for sending in the answer you are absolutely correct a round of applause for pooja and now to this week's episode this week on the show we have rajat gururaj rajat is a bangalorean quizzer who has lived in five different cities in india an avid reader globe trotter meditator and someone who indulges in extreme adventure sport of visiting museums he has been quizzing since his school days and once won a tie break question in a school quiz on the buzzer the question was what is the difference between an astronaut and a cosmonaut and the correct answer of course is that there is no difference so let's welcome rajat gururaj on quiz time india Rajat welcome to the show. Uh it's a pleasure to be here Aditya. Rajat I'm quite excited for this session. It is so good to have you. Uh I've heard good things about you. I've heard you are an excellent quizzer. So we'll put that to test and uh, how we do it <laughs> sure. is pretty simple. I have a bunch of questions ready with me and uh, so do you. and we will take turns asking each other these questions and from those questions conversations will emerge and new tiles will emerge and that is exactly the point of this podcast so are you ready sure let's go all right so quickly for the audience uh, we will take turns asking each other questions hints are allowed clues are allowed it's not competitive there are no points just sit back relax enjoy the stories enjoy the trivia and Let's begin. Since you are the guest, I will make you comfortable by asking you the first question of today. Sure. And it is a sort of a simple question to be honest. Right? Okay. Uh the question begins 
about the Han dynasty in China. Okay. So the Han dynasty was said to have used an imaginative way to fund the building of the Great Wall of China. So we all know the Great Wall of China and how magnificent it is and how apparently it can be seen from space and what not. Right. So yeah. when the Han dynasty was building it, they used an imaginative way to fund the building. Okay. While the origins of it are shaky at best, this method of funding is still used till this day to fund public projects. Most famously, it is used to fund public education in New York City or for that matter, to fund films in the UK. Yeah. On the flip side, this thing has caused addiction among many people. What are we talking about? Han Dynasty used an interesting way to raise money for building the Great Wall of China. We don't know where the origin of it was, this entire thing, but we know that Han Dynasty used it and even till this date, it is being used to fund public projects. Most importantly, most famously rather, it is used to fund public education in New York City or New York State, I'm not sure on that, and films in the UK. And on the flip side, this thing has said to have caused addiction among many people. What are we talking about? So what I can think of is, uh, you know, just from a sort of a taxation perspective, I'm thinking uh, if it's got addiction and if it is China, uh, the the mind automatically goes to opium. So this is the opium trade. Mm. Is this the opium that trade? That is a good guess. That is a good guess and that's a logical guess because as you said, China, you possibly think of the opium trade, the British, but no, no, it is not opium that we are talking about. We're talking about something else, something much more common than opium, if I can put it that way. Okay, uh, so probably a sort of trade uh, of some sort of a food delicacy or uh, some sort of... Uh, I mean, uh, I'm just thinking mm. of what are the things that one can get addicted to. And I'm thinking yes, food. That is, is a good line of thinking. Uh, and and food is one of the sort of the top things there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is this... So some... you won't get addicted to food, right? I mean, you might uh, love a kind of food, but you won't get addicted to it. Also, as I said, it is still being used to fund public projects. So what can be addictive but yet legal that it is being allowed, as I said, to uh, fund is, education this is, in... Uh, this is tobacco sales from smoking and tobacco. Uh, hmm. uh, so, I mean, uh, the sale of... Uh, it's basically excise tax, right? I mean, uh, or, or, or uh, maybe I can say alcohol. Is this alcohol taxation? All, the, all your guesses have been the logical guesses right because uh, that is what exactly you know uh, something which could be taxed something which is addictive but this is something else okay let me just say we're not talking about any substance here there's no substance involved in this in fact what we're talking about is a scheme of sorts hmm, if that makes sense it's a scheme it's an idea which is being used for a long time this is gambling taxation on gambling Close, close. If you could uh, give me, uh, if you could modify your answer a little bit, you might get the answer. You're there, you're there in the ballpark. The, <laughs> the sort of betting. 
betting on things or uh, you okay. you are getting much much closer <laughs> okay um something which is addictive it's card games so sale of cards sale of pack of cards or something like that no see it's being used to fund public education okay this will be the last uh, hint i'll give <laughs> uh, it is used it is done on a large scale it is legal but yet can be addictive of sorts one last crack it's it's a very innocent answer or a very <laughs> simple answer at the end of it which you will be like are ha that does make sense yes. but it's just one of those you know to be frank there are not many clues here but the fact that this happens is really interesting so i thought you know what let's just get it out of the way <laughs> so yeah take one more shot you are close you're really close you're just like one word away from the answer of sorts so toys toys for kids or something like that sale of toys or no <laughs> no so what so what these people did yes uh, the idea was to fund public projects right right so how do you fund how do you raise money for that for pu- funding public projects which are like huge projects as i said great wall of china was going to be funded by it and public education is funded by it so it's obviously raising a whole lot of money and right. what these people did was they started a lottery oh. a lottery system where people were pitching close. in tiny amounts of money from which one winner or maybe a few winners will get a big jackpot but most of it would go on to fund public projects great wall of china public education in the uk there's a national lottery which even funds films which no one else would pay, uh, pay for but that right. is what exactly it was it was lottery oh <laughs> but good question great uh, great funder yeah so now it's your turn to ask me the question and i will try my best to give sure. an answer sure uh so so i will ask a question from literature but uh, it is not something which you, you need to have read the book or things like that for you to answer this question uh so so there mm-hmm. are a couple of parts in here so first is that you have to identify the writer i am speaking about and the second is that uh, it's it's something related to the writer's books so so this writer is known for taking the literary style of uh, magical realism from its uh, foremost proponent uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez and giving it a new life in his novels so in the 1980s while this writer was living in london he received a message from a head of a country which resulted in drastic and frustrating changes in his life and in a later book hmm. describing this event uh, he calls the message that he got as his unfunny valentine because uh, it was received on the 14th of february so uh, so basically uh, he had some life experiences uh, i mean to put it in uh, uh, in mildly uh, in the 1980s and uh, start of the 1990s uh and uh, in in another one of his latest book he uh, later books he describes this event as a, his unfunny valentine so first identify this writer and then the second part of the question is in 2015 he wrote uh, another book a novel which was titled 2 years 8 months and 28 nights 2 years 8 hmm. months and 28 nights so what is this title a reference to 
So identify the writer and what is this novel two years, eight months and 28 nights about? So I think I know the answer to this one because because I know only two writers who deal with magic realism. Right. One is, as you said, uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez and his yes. famous book, uh, 100 Years of Solitude, 100 if years I'm not of, mistaken. 100 Years of Earth. Yes, indeed. Right. That is right. supposed to be the most famous and the most uh, widely known book which Absolutely. employs yeah. magic realism. And the other one was a book written about India by Salman Rushdie. Right. And that was Midnight Children, in which the children have superpowers of sorts. And yes. uh, then there is the Salim Sinai who is India and India is Salim Sinai of sorts. Yes. Yes. And then it all comes down at the end with uh, Indira Gandhi's and yes. whatnot. Everything, a lot happens in that book. So please do read that book. <laughs> yes. And, yes. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Salman Rushdie. So, and I was uh, recently re- reading a book of uh, his, this collection of uh, essays, which has recently been released. Uh, so, mm. uh, I always think that uh, Rashdi is not for everyone, but if you like it, mm. uh, I mean, there is nothing like reading his book. It's like a, a wormhole that you go into and this, the time disappears <laughs> when you're reading his book. And at least for me, it is like that. But I, I understand a lot of people don't really sort yeah. of... Uh, relish his uh, sort of flowery style, right? Uh, a little over the yeah, top yeah, yeah. sometimes. Uh, I remember it took me, I think it took me almost six months or maybe close to a year to finish Midnight Children. Because, <laughs> not because uh, it wasn't interesting, but because there was so much happening in uh, yes. like two, three pages that it took me time to process all of that. Yes. So I'm assuming the love letter must have been... Okay, the love letter bit is slightly curious. Yes. Which head of state would have written uh, to him? I'm assuming... I mean, logic says it must be Ayatollah Khomeini who wrote... Absolutely. The, who issued yes, the fatwa right. against uh, yes. him. Yeah. That's it? That, that's that's correct. Yeah. So so uh, it, it was a message which resulted in drastic changes in his life. And it was on the 14th of February. Yeah, because so, of satanic verses, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I think you mentioned uh, another book, right? Uh, the two uh, two years and yes. something, yeah. so, something. So what is the title a reference to? So that's the second part of the question, which I'm still waiting for your answer. So two years, eight months and 28 nights. Yeah. I'm a bit confused here. Right. Because... Once that uh, fatwa thing happened, he was put into house arrest. I think he was in UK only. And he was put into house arrest where uh, he was being watched by, I don't know, some UK cops or police or secret service all secret the time. Service. And he, yeah. I'm assuming that time uh, that you mentioned, the title of the book is his time, which he's, uh, you know, spent in captivity or not captivity, but house yeah. arrest. But I remember, I remember reading somewhere that so there uh, is a there is a separate mm-hmm. book uh, you know uh, for that uh, experience of his life uh, which is uh, which is Joseph Anton. Joseph, Joseph Anton correct so yeah because uh, that was the pseudonym that they gave him they didn't mention uh, we are with Salman Rushdie they just said we're going to be anyone uh, in that uh, mission would right. just say uh, we it's uh, Joseph Anton no one would utter the name Salman Rushdie right Absolutely. Correct. And it is the portmanteau name of his two favorite writers, which was Joseph Conrad, uh, who wrote The Heart of Darkness. Anton Chekhov. And Anton Chekhov, the short story uh, master 
from the Russian literature of the uh-huh. 19th century. Yeah. But but what is this book? Uh, two years, eight months, and twenty-eight nights. Uh, just think about it a little bit. The answer is uh, right in front of you. Two years and two years, eight months, and twenty-eight many, nights. Uh, is it okay? Does it come up to okay? This is going to be a guess, right? It's going to be a random guess. I'm just trying to add up the number of days. Does it come up to like a thousand and one Arabian nights? Is it some brilliant Did answer? Do a play brilliant on that? answer. Absolutely wow. right. <laughs> Absolutely right. So, so it is indeed uh, the thousand and one oh. nights uh, recited by oh. uh, the character Shahrzade uh, in the book, mm. and this was uh, the play on <laughs> that and the. basically it was uh, there are some in this book it's it's uh, again it's a magical realist book so you have jinns flying in new york city kind of a setup but yeah it's a clear reference to 1001 nights oh, that is a great question that is a great question so on that note we'll move to the next question which is sure. rather much more simpler this one right Right. So we are talking about the year is 1938. Okay. So the World War Two is about to come up, and we are okay. talking about two young men, Fred Morrison, and his friend slash business partner Franz Kioni. F R A N S C I O N I. I'm not sure if that is the correct pronunciation, but Franz yeah. Franz Kioni. Uh, okay. Fred Morrison and Franz Kioni. So these two guys, they used to play on the beach. They used to live near the beach at New Haven in America, and they just created a game among themselves, the two of them. And this was 1938. A few years later, Fred got into the Air Force as the World War began, and there he learned a lot of something. You know, in Air Force, they had uh, they taught the people. who were going to fight and who were going to fly planes and there while learning he realized that he could make the game that he used to play back home with his friend he could improve of that game because of all the learning that he had got so when the war got over he came back and he started to apply his training in the air force on this game that he they were playing as uh, with his friend and okay he came up with the product the game that we know today he came up with it and then he tried to uh, you know make a company around it and his first breakthrough came in 1957 as he sold the rights of this product to a company called Vamo now Vamo as a company vam as in w h a m vam dash o vamo as a company has a totally different history they used to make a lot of toys and stuff like that and they had a slingshot So Fred Morrison, after he improved his product, sold it to a company called Vamo, and Vamo, as soon as they got the rights, they changed the product's name to that of a pie-selling company, which sold or supplied pies to Yale University. So Vamo okay. got the product, and they changed the name of the product to that of a pie company a pie selling company a company which used to sell or supply pies to the yale university and now of course this game this product 
this uh, whatever you want to call it is extremely famous it is pretty much known all over the world and it is said almost uh, i don't know okay maybe not a billion of these but maybe many hundreds of millions of these have been sold all over the world okay. so what okay. game am i talking about what is it that am i speaking about so i have a guess so so i'm thinking uh, two guys uh, on a beach they have to play a game um and uh-huh. then uh, fred goes to the air force so he learns uh, probably principles of aerodynamics uh, or how mm-hmm. does aerodynamics yes. works uh and uh, you know it e- eventually became famous uh, in a yale university so are we talking about frisbees brilliant answer brilliant answer absolutely correct frisbees is what i was looking for so fred morrison and his friend franskioni they used to play with a cake pan they used to throw it on the beach right Fra- fred went to war there while in air force he learned aerodynamics so he improved on the design and got the design which we know as of today and then it was sold to this company uh, vamo now why vamo gave it the name was because the students at yale they used right. to eat the pies and then they used to throw the tins from their windows like how you we do yeah. it with the frisbee right. so people had seen these people had seen them do it with that uh, you know cake t- uh, pie tins and they said you know what let's just name it after the pie making company whose name was frisbee and correct answer brilliant answer yaar brilliant thanks yeah i mean i i knew this uh, uh, the second half of the thing that it came from yale university where they flattened the tins and sort of they were playing with it but i never knew the first part of the story which is of these two brothers playing etc and it's an interesting way of uh, how they've taken the name from the pie company yeah absolutely yeah it was a pie company called frisbees so yeah that was your second question great great now it's your turn now i know you are enjoying the episode well hopefully you are so let me quickly mention that this podcast is entirely listener funded so if you are enjoying the show do donate at instamojo.com/adtheratestudio41 or paypal.me/studio41pod and remember apart from these podcasts we also have two free newsletters cricket quota for all the cricket nerds out there for all the cricket fans out there this is something that you want and the other newsletter is this content which is weekly music podcast movie and reading recommendations direct to your inbox for free and now on to your episode so i have a food question uh, i think oh lovely uh, in during this times of covid i think uh, all of us are craving going out and eating our favorite foods uh mm-hmm. so uh so so it basically starts with a legend so legend goes that when the capital of the mogal empire was shifted from agra to the new city mm-hmm. in delhi which was shah jahanabad now this was in 1658 uh the mm-hmm. royal doctor of shah jahan was very displeased so so his reason was that because yamuna water was distinctly more alkaline at delhi than at agra or mm-hmm. fatehpur sikri and it would result mm-hmm. in health problems for the general populace so 
सो वॉट द रॉयल डॉक्टर रेकमेंडेड वॉज द पीपल ऑफ शाहजहाबाद ईट फूड इनकॉपरेट्स अ लॉट ऑफ स्पाइसिस टू काउंटर द इफेक्ट्स ऑफ द एल्कलाइन वॉटर so uh-huh. so this resulted in the creation of two dishes one vegetarian and one non vegetarian so which uh-huh. which are these two dishes so fairly straightforward uh, it basically helps counter the alkaline effect of the water at uh, yamuna water at delhi uh, uh, with, mm. with food which has a lot of spices etc so what did this result in the creation of or what dishes are we talking about one vegetarian and one non vegetarian my f- when i started hearing i thought this might be the story of shikanji but i don't right. think that is the answer no no hmm. it's it's food not a drink yeah so a dish which originated in shah shah jahanabad delhi so i'm assuming we still get it in and around delhi yes old delhi if not the rest of the yeah No so so these are very popular dishes so so it's not uh you know unknown uh, or it's not very specific Yeah it must have traveled like a butter chicken it must have traveled to different places kind of uh, absolutely. thing Absolutely yeah Hmm I'm just thinking what dish is So so think of a ubiquitous food found everywhere in India um and it is not just to counter the alkaline effect of water but it is really popular Think of something very. Uh, Are we talking you know, something like a, a some variation of a dal, like a kichdi? But kichdi would have been much much older. I don't think a kichdi or a uh, some item like that would have been made. Just, Not kichdi. Some three four hundred years ago. Not kichdi. So the main ingredients. Kaliya. Uh, yeah. So, so so the main ingredients is the lot of spices. uh but the the food itself is nothing very uh uncommon or uh, you know rare hmm. uh, these are these were everyday foods uh which they just sort of started preparing with a lot of spices and then it resulted in the creation of these two dishes one vegetarian one for the vegetarian uh, folk and one for the non vegetarian yeah. eating meat eating folk meat eating food mm, folks um I thought maybe something like a chart or all, but it can't be a non-vegetarian chart. Chart is the right answer. Chart is the right answer. What? So one, <laughs> so indeed, <laughs> so it is the chart for the vegetarian uh, dish. Uh, so this wow. is the invention of chart. It was invented in like a lot of things actually. Uh, it was invented in the Chandni Chowk, uh, Shahjanabad area of Delhi, and it was basically to uh, make them make the water palatable. So, so it is indeed brilliant answer uh, uh, chart. Uh, so, what is the non-vegetarian dish? This might be a little uh, more. I mean, it's it's not a it's not like a butter chicken, but uh, it is still uh, quite well known uh, dish. Oh, oh! I thought uh, the veg and the non-veg dish are basically the same dish. It's just that in the non-vegetarian dish, they throw some. Uh, Meat no, items no, no, no. These are the two separate. Okay. These are two separate dishes. Okay, okay. So one was created for uh, the people who don't eat meat, and one was created for uh-huh. people who do eat meat. Okay, so chart is. I'm. It's actually. I'm quite thankful that you asked this question because it has happened on the podcast before. There was a food question, and right. I think that time I asked out loud. I wonder where did chart come from. 
<laughs> and today I'm really glad you asked me this question that I finally know where chaat came from. Now up <laughs> right. to the non-vegetarian <laughs> version or non-vegetarian dish rather. Right. Is there any hint? Okay. So it is more of a, it is not an equivalent of chaat. Uh, okay. So it's a separate dish on its own. Mm. It's more like a yeah. meat broth. It's more like a meat broth. So you have uh, pieces of lamb or uh, you know chicken or beef uh, in mm. the in the meat. in the, in the dish itself yeah uh, along with the yeah. broth uh, and adding a sort of marrow also to it which really sort of enhances Nihari. the taste exactly correct brilliant nihari wow. is the answer so this was the uh, the the meat uh, solution for uh, for this problem uh-huh. and uh, yes so so nihari is typically cooked uh, overnight uh, with a lot of spices and on a slow mm-hmm. uh, boil uh, along with all these meats uh, and this is basically yeah. had in uh, for at breakfast time after the first uh, namaz is read so indeed that's the correct answer so you arrived at it very good job uh, so so yeah, there I is some mere muh mein pani aa gaya yaar i don't know how to do a quiz now <laughs> sorry <laughs> i would have never guessed those that was the origin of I two dishes which first of all are totally totally diverse in their yeah, yeah. right and yet there was the common reason that they yeah, were I afraid saw, of how the water in yeah so so I I saw this on uh, there's this uh, show it was earlier on Netflix now it's not there it's somewhere uh, I'm not able to find it it's called Raja Rasoi or Anya Kahaniya so it's basically goes ha, to ha, it's on Epic channel I think right, right? yes yes So it was there on Netflix mm-hmm. last year so I saw a bunch of episodes trivia also. So so the thing with <laughs> Nihari is that uh, they have this concept of what is known as tar. Uh, so basically tar mm-hmm. is uh, the uh, so once you make nihari and if there is some leftover mm-hmm. you add it to the next uh, days uh, sort of uh, pot and uh, and okay. so on. So uh, so apparently there are places in old delhi which has the tar from shah jahan shah jahan's time so this the, wow. the tar has been carrying over for the last 400 years marvelous so, so every yes. time they take a bit yes. out and you put it in the next pot and they keep putting it in the next pot right right and it is continuing yes i would like to taste that <laughs> i don't know which place it is but hopefully uh in a post covid world i would definitely like to taste that i think i'll put that in the top of my bucket list <laughs> sure in a post covid world that's a brilliant question i'm so glad that you asked this i Thanks. truly had no idea about both of them <laughs> chaat to was a total dukka <laughs> sometimes uh, the answer which you reject as ridiculous in your mind is the right answer uh-huh. so it's happened so many times mm-hmm. to me in quizzes that uh, these kind of things happen <laughs> as a first class question all right uh, so with that i'll move to the next question that i have for you and this one is also quite interesting uh, to be honest uh, again something that i learned this week and why i love it more is because of a particular fact that i'll tell you once you have cracked the question okay So this question begins with the Sian River S E I N E 
it flows in France Paris. Uh, through Paris, right? Yes. And this happened, I think, in late 1800s or maybe early 1900s. So what happened actually was one day people on the banks of the river found a body of a teenage girl who had drowned. Okay. So it was an unfortunate incident and they took out the body and uh, they couldn't recognize who she was. So what they did was the entire town wherever they found her they put her on display in the mortuary and okay. they asked people they put out a message saying we have found a body of a young uh, girl a teenage girl if anyone can identify her please go to the mortuary and uh, you know please identify yes. the girl but with time no one was able to identify this girl and okay. hence she came to be known as the unknown woman of cn okay now the doctor who conducted her autopsy was struck by the look on the girl's face he thought that the girl's face was really serene a really calm face uh it is uh, very unnatural for a dead body especially who's been found in a river and then you see that body and it's a very calm face and person who was the doctor who was doing the autopsy he couldn't get it out of his head and hence he created something he created something which is used all over the world based on this girl based on the look on this girl's face and what he created is known with the name resushi an i'll spell it out yeah r e s u s c i space an so they gave this girl a name eventually they called her an a n n e and what this doctor created was called resushi an or rescue an that okay. is all i'll tell you what i want you to tell me is why is this girl important in the history of science basically what did the doctor do with her okay so so yes. girl is found in river no one can identify her they call her the unknown woman of cn and uh, much uh, i mean not much later but later the doctor who's doing the autopsy is looks at her face her calm face her serene face and can't get it out of his head and he creates something what he creates is known as resushi and uh, in fact they gave the girl the name ann much later and basically so, what, so what is this girl's contribution to the history of science uh so so whatever he created uh, was it a sort of a object or a device used in science or was it uh, something else uh, uh, you it, can say it was used in science yes okay. you can say that so was she the person from which uh, they sort of uh, extracted the human gene or learned about the human genome i'm just taking guesses uh, no but you are on the right track uh, you that's not the answer but in general yeah they they use her for something uh, what is it that you have to tell me hmm uh resuchi an hmm. so uh, does the fact that she has a serene face is that part of the is that a clue or yep okay yep yep 
Okay, so so this was created to sort of um, make the uh, sort of a model for a female model mm-hmm. which is used in uh, medical sort of hospitals or uh, medical colleges as the you are getting hmm uh, as the sort of um, example of a, a typical uh, female anatomy something like that like uh, good good guess good guess but uh, this a specific detail i want in your it's a good guess you are in the area but there is something specific that i want so the the i actually didn't know this thing existed until i read this question and i googled the thing but it's quite interesting that it is so mm-hmm. is this the typical woman's uh, facial parameters uh, there, there is a standard probably uh, which which is used to compare all uh, facial sort of uh, measurements no 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 okay let me give you a, a tiny hint right think about what had happened to anne or the unknown woman of cn there's a connect there what happened to her so she was drowned um uh, so exactly so death by drowning uh hmm okay so uh, so i have an answer uh, so so i'm thinking this is the sort of the model used for uh, uh, you know resuscitating uh, people who go under uh, basically mouth to mouth and that uh, those maneuvers that you do where you press on the chest and uh, sort of uh, try to wake up the person who has drunk a lot of water and sort of gone under water uh, something like this brilliant brilliant correct answer Oh, so great she is the cpr doll oh. cardiopulmonary resuscitation right so what you do is you beat the chest and uh, you uh, try to push some oxygen into the body if someone has drowned right. so they wanted to make a model so that if someone could find uh, you know someone uh, who was drowned to revive them and since this a uh, doctor uh, found that uh, her face was very calm very serene so what he did he made a plaster cast of her face uh, okay. this plaster cast is also called as the death mask and what they did was he went to a toy maker called Asmund Laidral right and he asked him to create a mannequin on which they could practice and the face used for the mannequin was of that girl oh wow. about 300 million people have been trained using Resuschi Ann and there's a joke also she's the most kissed girl in the world <laughs> but but Fascinating. tell me are you a fan of Michael Jackson yeah yeah i am have you heard smooth criminal yes do you know the how the chorus goes uh i i can hum the <laughs> the tune but i don't uh... okay let me tell you apparently when they're teaching you cpr Yeah. So you're doing the procedure and you have to check right if the right. person is revived or not right So this girl's name is Anne right right And another way of saying Anne would be Annie So you would say Annie are you okay are you okay Annie Oh wow And you'll keep nice. repeating saying Annie are you okay are you okay wow. Annie And then <laughs> Michael Jackson took that and after that he put you've been hit by you've been struck by a smooth dimple Wow 
amazing funda <laughs> yeah mind is that it was the michael jackson bit that blew my mind <laughs> same for me amazing <laughs> that's why i said this question is okay it's a great great idea that uh, you know such a thing exists for the last 100 years 300 million people have trained on this but then i'm like oh michael jackson used this in a song and that's where they came <laughs> amazing so amazing. well done yaar you cracked it but great funda your next question now yes so 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 this unofficial holiday in china celebrates bachelorhood and derives its name from the fact that the date when written down looks like a bunch of sticks so which date and what is the name of this holiday which has become the largest retail and online shopping day in the world overshadowing even holidays like black friday or cyber monday in the us so essentially it's a wow. unofficial holiday uh and it is uh, so a little bit more uh, some of the facts about this is that it was started by four uh, men in uh, in nanjing university so uh and uh, basically uh, when when you write down the date it looks like a bunch of sticks uh and uh, then uh, they thought that they should celebrate this and hence this day mm-hmm. uh, became slowly it became spread through the universities in china and it became very popular at the campus level then it spread to the rest of the country and then it's basically uh-huh. the day when uh, alibaba and other e-commerce sites in china make the most uh, money because it's it's like uh, it's like diwali here or you know uh, it's like four or five times Black bigger friday than like friday uh, cyber monday those kind of things so so what is this uh, uh, date first of all and what is the name of this uh, day it's it's not official uh, it's not approved mm, by the yeah, communist yeah. party of china but uh, it celebrates bachelor's hood and yeah uh, and and looks uh, a certain way and because of that it is uh, that on, on celebrated on that particular day okay i have a question yeah So the date is written in uh, our Arabic numerals, or is it yes. some other way of writing? Is it no? So, so the in Chinese China they they use the yeah the the China they use the Roman numerals. It's the what? Yeah, I actually have no idea about this, but it's an unofficial thing. Has it traveled outside of China? As in, do other places have this? Wherever tradition? you have a sort of a, a Chinese uh, presence. Uh, it has traveled hmm. to some places in southeast asia where you have a significant chinese population uh, but it is the biggest uh, e-commerce day in the world that particular date wow can't think of anything first of all there are two parts of it what day yeah. is it called what date is it yes so what and, date is yeah. it and so so the what date uh, is uh, a little bit more simpler just go for the most simplest answer uh and uh, sort of uh, think about it and th- this basically started by three uh sort of uh, is it 11 11 exactly you are right bang on <laughs> <laughs> it is 11th of november it is basically uh it looks like a bunch of sticks right just four sticks Yeah. Uh, and and another reason why it, uh, there is another story why uh, it became popular is because uh, single branches they uh, they remain single on a tree uh, 
so uh, so that means that they cannot add branches to their family so it, it so it's basically that so so uh, so the name of the day i think i've already <laughs> revealed it it's called singles day aditya so uh-huh. yeah so so it's and singles that's the day. biggest the yes. shopping uh, day, day. or a holiday in the world in singles the world. day yeah and it sees four times more volume than black friday uh, which is just before wow. the thanksgiving so it's it's not just singlehood but uh, it's basically become a date where you get try to get rid of your it's it's like valentines day in china though valentines day is mm-hmm. also celebrated but this is like uh, own chinese version where uh, people go on mass blind dates uh, and then you oh, know nice. uh, yeah so so people try to get together and stuff like that so singles day in china yes interesting <laughs> singles day in china on 11th of november Yes. <laughs> Bucket list. Another item. Nehari Delhi mein. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 11-11 China. <laughs> Your bucket list is growing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Abhi kar bhi kya sakte hai. Vaccine to mil nahi raha. So, yehi kar lete hai. Yehi kar lete hai. There is a quote na, Galib ka. Galib something something ko ye khayal achcha hai. All right. That is another TIL something that I learned today and I didn't know and uh, on that note what we'll be doing rajat now is we will be going towards the last segment of today's show which is the audience question now how we do it usually is you have one question with you which you asked our audience and our audience members if they know the answer or if they have a educated guess or if they just have a random guess all they have to do is get in touch with us over social media so they can send us a message at at the rate quiz time india on facebook and instagram or at the rate podcast studio 41 on instagram twitter or facebook and then they can let us know what their answer is so is over to you please ask us the audience question okay so uh, i think for lovers of painting uh, this this should be a fairly uh, straightforward question but here goes So this French painter was passing through a French village Giverny uh, on a train and he was very taken by the beauty of that place and it inspired him so much that in 1883 he moved there uh, permanently and and imported some plants for his garden there from Egypt and South America So when he imported them it drew the ire of local authorities uh, and the city council of giverny or the village council of giverny demanded he uproot the plants before they poison the area's water but thankfully this painter did not uh, agree with them and ignored them so eventually these plants feature prominently in this famous series of about 250 landscape paintings uh, and So what I want to know is which is this painter which is this French painter and what is the name of these series of paintings so which painter and which series of paintings All right so that is the question that Rajit asked uh, you have to tell us the name of the painter and you have to tell us the series of paintings that uh, this painter wrote or rather created and as i said you can send in the answers at @quiztimeindia on 
Facebook and Instagram and at the rate podcast studio 41 on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And on that note, we come to the end of today's episode. Rajat, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for taking out the time from your busy schedule for this session. I thoroughly enjoyed having you on the podcast. It was a great pleasure on my side as well, Aditya. Thank you so much. And as we bring this episode to an end, here is an important announcement from a friend of the podcast, Kunal Mandal from Gyan Space. This is the end of the road for me. Remember to donate to the podcast, subscribe to the newsletters. See you guys hey, next week. Hey, Quiz Time India oh, fans! I hope all of you are well and safe. This is Kunal here from Gyan Space, and I have a quick announcement for all of you. We have been conducting a weekly series of quizzes that happens on every weekend on Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 10 p.m. for the last one year, and it's been a fantastic journey for us at Gyan Space, and we decided to celebrate that one year with a fantastic series of four quizzes this month, with a total prize money, cash prize money of 32,000 rupees to be won in four quizzes. Let me tell you what are the four quizzes we have on June nineteenth, Saturday at five p.m. the Harry Potter quiz. Then we have on June twentieth, ten p.m. the business quiz, and June twenty-sixth at five p.m. we have the Indian mythology quiz. And post which on June twenty-seventh, which is a Sunday, we have a cricket quiz at ten p.m. Don't forget to check out our page on Instagram. The handle is at the rate Gyan Space. G Y W A N S P A C E. The link to register for the quizzes is available on our bio in Instagram. Look forward to seeing you in our quizzes. And till then, stay safe and stay curious.